As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, yes, the emergency... Bengals podcast is here. Sound the alarm from the, our, our alarms from the Bengal boys who made that for us. I, I normally don't like having uh, sounds of alarms and horns and crashing at the open of a podcast, but it fits today, Jay. I mean, it, it is no news uh, the same as sounding the alarm. I mean, I guess you sound the alarm because they're not doing anything but it's, you sound the alarm when people are considering jumping off bridges everywhere yeah don't do that don't don't we we don't recommend jumping off bridges no don't do that it's just football it's, it's football and this is this is the closest thing to like good advice i have tonight cuz otherwise it's going to be pretty dark it's just football yeah, it's just a game that you you theoretically enjoy following as a hobby. <laughs> so try not to take the organizational failures personally. That that's what's where it ends. Because I, I really duh. Beyond that, uh, it was there was not a whole lot that went right for the Cincinnati Bengals on a truly awful opening day of free agency to disappoint every fan out there that's listening to this. But we're gonna try to get through this as we always do on here that podcast growling together we're gonna speak in calming voices we're gonna use don't you learn this in like psychology 101 speak in a calming voice try to talk in very in in soft language okay we're not gonna use any abrasive words we're just gonna talk through this logically and we're gonna get through this Bengals fans together that's right those voices got me hypnotized twice in college. <laughs> once Bengals to quit fans. smoking and wants to just get some extra credit for a psychology <laughs> class. Bengals fans would love to be hypnotized and, and uh, be able to be believing in a different team at this point. Let's go over. We're going to try to go over today uh, what happened, the major missed opportunities, um, and where they go from here. Um get through that and then as some things pop off tomorrow we'll be back with another emergency podcast tomorrow um when if maybe ever they actually do sign somebody so let's start here jay um 
kind of running down the news, the big news to break right before we we started recording here. Carl Lawson ends up with the Jets. Bengals were down to the end there trying to bring him back. Unable to finish the deal, he ends up going to New York. Um, it would look three years, 45, 30 guaranteed. Um, nice contract for Carl in the right in that range that we kind of have been talking about with Carl here. Um, you know, good, but a good, good deal for him on a day where the pass, the edge rusher market was a wild one. Uh, there were lots of deals all over the, they all were coming off early and often and all day. It was all about edge rushers and Carl ends up going late. The, the Bengals in the mix, um, with Trey Hendrickson from the saints at this point, nothing done though. Um, that's that side of things. The bigger thing would be what everybody was hoping today would be about, and that is the offensive line. And the Bengals came away with zip, zilch, the big whiff on the offensive line today as a bunch of big names come off the board, as you might imagine. Of course, Tooney or Bust crowd had a rough day as Joe Tooney ends up sending signing a massive deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so he will not come back close to home uh, and instead goes to Kansas City to try to protect Patrick Mahomes. Um, we saw, you know, you get into the guard market. It just was not good early in the day. Start before Wides were waking up, Kevin Zeitler mm-hmm. signs with Baltimore and at a reasonable deal. It was about three years, about with 22, 16 guaranteed. So it breaks down to about two years, 16 million, 8 million, right on about that number. I think you kind of maybe projected for a guy like that. Bengals in the mix, but never went up to the area that Baltimore went. And so they do not get Kevin Zeitler. Those two moves, you know, the rest, you know, the the tackle market was not super active. We really didn't see a whole lot happening. There's still something available there, but Trent Williams is out there. But, you know, as we've said many times, we don't see that happening. Um, you know, those two things really hurt you. Um, also from Pittsburgh, Matt Filer a guy who we talked about a lot as a good second-tier option, ends up going to the Chargers, as does Corey Lindsley, the center uh, from Green Bay. So the Chargers protect their young up-and-coming quarterback with a top-of-the-market center uh, and a more-than-serviceable, versatile right tackle slash guard from Pittsburgh. What was the biggest whiff, Jay? I think it was Filer. I, yeah. I know everybody's going to say Tooney, but I don't think he was ever a realistic option. Filer was a guy that would fit money-wise. He was a guy that knows the division. He was a guy that ooh, has the versatility to play guard and tackle. It just He seemed like the most logical fit. Now, I was thinking about this after he signed. Outside of James Harrison, has there ever been a Steeler come play for the Bengals? You wonder if that I mean we talk about it are they past that yeah. reputation but if you're if maybe around the league money talks most but if you're if you play for the Steelers your whole career and you see what this organization is and you just beat them up time after time after time I I don't know I, I think something there is something to that that you know they're they're going to say I'm I'm not going to go play for that organization I'm going to take my chances somewhere else but I, I think he was the I don't know if you say the biggest whiff um because you know, clearly Zeitler, I think, is would have is still the better player, and and it wasn't that much more money, but 
it just it, it felt like he was the right fit. And then it's just the whole when you look at it on a linear plane and it's like, OK, this didn't happen. This didn't happen. This didn't happen. This has to happen. And then what has to happen doesn't happen. I know the Bengals don't look at it that way, but but fans look at it that way. Um, that That's just Filer and we'll get to him later. Loss and both of those just really felt like just kind of gut punches after a, an already disappointing day. Yes, I mean the Bengals didn't sign anybody. Uh, t- to me, it was Zeitler, um, and and you know, and I sort of sent out a joking tweet early in the day of like, "Oh man, it's gonna be a long week." People already were screaming "losing franchise" at like eight a.m. <laughs> it was it's gonna be a long one, and and that not because that the Zeitler move wasn't a miscalculation, but just because at that point there was just a long way to go. And there still is. Yeah, there are other paths out there, but. So many of the paths to real improvement, to real comfort, were taken off the board tonight and today. And I think it starts with the first move. Tooney, I'm never going to bang on a team for not going to 80 million for yeah. a guy like that. I'm just not. I, 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 some teams are going to do that, be willing to do that. This team is not in the position, I don't think, to spend all that money on one. I mean, they, they can get two. Hell, they could maybe even get three actual improvements on their line for the cost of that. Um, you know, if they did it shrewdly, um, certainly you could get two for the cost of that. Um, and they would have if they would if they would have signed Zeitler. They could have signed Zeitler and Filer for the cost of Joe Tooney, and you could have done it that way. But Zeitler, the idea that you had interest, and he does have some years left in him, and he is a quality player that would be a significant upgrade for you. You do have familiarity with him. And you weren't willing to go to over eight, little over eight million to beat out a division rival for that guy? You weren't willing to do it? You know what that is? That's the team being the same team they've always been on and with the same issues we've always had. The question that I asked of Duke Tobin was for a reason. Do you view the guard position differently because the way the game is played now and what happened to Joe Burrow last year? Well, you know, yeah, we're going to focus on that. That's an important position for us. No, the Bengals view that position the same way they always have since Max Montoya, since the last time they could have signed Kevin Zeitler, since Eric Steinbeck, since all these guys that they were never willing to, or they are never been really willing to invest in that position. They, the closest they will ever come to investing in that position is with a decently high draft pick. Certainly not one like they have in their first round, but you know they when they drafted Zeitler, when they drafted Steinbeck, uh, who was I believe thirty three, the year of Carson Palmer, the second pick. Zeitler was twenty seventh. Um, they that's that's an investment for them, right? But this was them yet again not valuing it not wanting to go out there and improve it. That was not a break-the-bank contract for Kevin Zeitler. That that was a guy that can really help you at a very affordable price considering what else is out there. And they're like, nah, we don't value it that way. And so they sit, 
and a lot of those options are off the board, and now they're going to have to be making excuses for whatever other guy they throw in there or dealing with some sort of rookie growing pains um, along with other growing pains because there's now there's really not significant upgrades at the other positions as well. Um, and you're kind of back. You can end up very quickly in a lot of boats that were similar to the one you were in last year. Yeah, what's it, did Trey Turner? He's still out there, right? Is that? I mean, that <laughs> might. I mean, that's a guy with a lot of issues, right? But I mean, <laughs> I, I yeah, I just it'll be. I I might do this because I assume we'll be recording again soon. You you figure they're gonna yeah you're gonna. Spend at some, at point, some they, point, they have money. At some <laughs> point, they have to spend it. So before the next one, I want to go look and see what what the uh, the the teams with the highest paid guards. What where are they? Uh, you, they're not going to be bottom feeders. They're, those are going to be the good teams. The team like the Chiefs, Chargers aren't good yet, but they invested in a guard today. I just I, I think it, it's. You're right. It's they they've the Bengals have always viewed it this way, and it and it has changed. And it's either they're slow to catch on, or they're just obstinate. They're just not going to do it. They just refuse to change. All right, let's take a second and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24/7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. The best offenses that the Cincinnati Bengals have had this century have been when they have actually invested the most they have in guard. Eric Steinbeck and Bobby Williams. Bobby Williams one of the most underrated signings I've ever had. And Kevin Zeitler and Clint, Clint Bowling. Bowling. And they gave uh, who they paid extra contracts. At that time, they yep. gave him a $5 million deal, which was a very nice deal um, where the market was then. Um, and when they actually gave a crap about it and and invested in the position, uh, their offense is hummed for many other reasons, Mm -hmm. but that's part of it. And, you know, it's just this, it's just this refusal. This look, what was it? We're told, right? We have to do everything in our power to, to protect the investment, to protect Joe Burrow. And then what else were we told? The rookie contract, it's the it's the most powerful tool in sports. Yep. The rookie quarterback contract got to take advantage of it. Oh, our shrewd way that we have put ourselves in position to have all this money to use. If you're not gonna use it the way that you have shrewdly positioned yourself to have it on actually protecting your investment after what just happened, going that little extra to get somebody like a Kevin Zeitler. 
then what do you then what do we what are you doing? What, what what is happening here? What are what exactly is your plan? And, and and in your plan, you're gonna have to consider other options at this point, I would think. You know, we can cut we can now get into a little bit of what comes next. What is the other path here? Because the other names, I think you can still do an improvement at tackle. Yeah. I mean, there are names enough out there that I I think you would have comfort with, whether you're talking about depending on your health evaluation on Mitchell Schwartz is intriguing. Um, You still have a guy like Riley Reef. You still have a guy like Ricky Wagner out there that that probably have a season or two left in them of of some that certainly are a good stopgap and certainly are significant improvement over Bobby Hart, who you can let go and. Lord knows that would at least make some segment of the fan base happy. It is a deep draft. With that second pick, you certainly could end up with one of these guard-tackle hybrid guys who you could plug in and play guard right away and maybe be your tackle of the future. You still can draft Penny Soul. You still can do a lot of things there. But this puts it in a much more narrow path and one that is going to have some growing pains probably as you try to adjust through it. It's certainly not going to be as seamless as it could have been if things would have gone your way uh, on money. And I don't, I don't like to overreact to the first day. I'm trying not to because there, you know, you can fall down that path. There, there are ways out of this that you can be creative and shrewd moves that you can make, but this is a setback, a significant setback mm-hmm. today to, to come away and just sort of be left at the table on so many really nice options that were out there. Yeah, I, you're right about not overreacting. I, it, when people were losing it this morning over Kevin Zeitler, I almost tweeted it and I, I held back. I was, I, I'm not going to poke the bear, but I was going to compare those people to you go to a game and the opponent scores on their opening touchdown and you spike your beer and you walk out. It's over. <laughs> and that, that, that's kind of what that felt like when people were getting so upset about that. And then just as the day went on, it kept getting worse. And so I don't know where are we right now? Is this is this losing by 20 at halftime? Um, is it losing by 14 going in the fourth? I mean, it's just it was a loss no matter how you look at it today. You know, maybe maybe they are. Who the, maybe they're saving all their money for Trent Williams? I don't. I I don't see that. But you just you just can't you right. you can't judge it yet. You have to wait till it, it comes together and and see what they actually do. Um, but it is we, we talked about this on the last pod where where Duke came out and said they're not going to sit on their hands and they're going to be aggressive early. And I, I thought that was surprising that he said that because even if that was their plan, sometimes that doesn't work out. Other teams are in the mix too, and and they outbid you. And if if something like today happens, you end up eating those words, and it looks really bad. And that's it, it kind of goes to that the the philosophy of not paying guards, the philosophy of not overpaying for guys. They just won't do it, and sometimes you have to. I don't know if anybody out there has ever played in a in an auction. Fantasy baseball auction, fantasy football league. You you can tell someone that's done it for the first time ever. They they have the this, this price set on guys, and when it gets that price, they they jump out. And at the end of the draft, they've got half their salary left because they're just, they're just not used to it. And I'm not the Bengals aren't new at this, but if that's your philosophy, if you're not going to overpay, you're not going to jump in the fray and get in the mix on these these guys that you really need, and you're going to watch everybody else throw the money at them you're probably going to be left holding the bag and you're, you're going to have lesser pieces and a, and a lot of money left over. 
you know, it's just a, it's a core tenet of the way the Bengals have always operated, and that is this is our value that we have placed on you. This is what we think you are worth, and we're going to get what we think proper value is out of all of our money at some point, and that's what it is. And you know what? That and you end up losing a lot of these games then. And 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 there's a you know, winning in free agency does not mean winning in in the fall. And in fact, the opposite is usually true. Most of these teams that were viewed as winners today will probably be viewed as losers in the fall. And a lot of these days that were had by people today will be looked back as the reason of the demise of the organization and guys getting fired in a couple of years. We've seen that happen over and over and over again. Um, But a team in the Bengals' position – didn't need to have huge wins. They needed a selective win or two and a shrewd win or two. And and you can get some of them. I mean, this is, this is not a market that is totally gone yet. But when it comes to the offensive line, you know, in the search for no donkeys, right, just trying to get to average, um, it's your, 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 Facing a little bit more challenge today, certainly than you were. Um, it's doable, right? Mm-hmm. Get get a t- stop back tackle at this st- stop gap tackle at this point. I think that's a direction you probably need to go. Um, that can give you a year or two, and you're, you're gonna now need. I mean, one of those first two picks is gonna be an offensive lineman. You know, you can kind of you can kind of go ahead and face that fact at this point. Um, that's probably where you're going to end up. But you know, it's a tough, it's a tough, it's a tough game to sell right now. It is, and it, it's not just what they didn't. And, and this goes beyond the offensive line, but it's not just what they didn't acquire. I, you talked about the the biggest whiff, and and I went with fire there. Maybe the I don't know if it's I don't want to say it's the one of the biggest whiffs of the day, but one of the biggest surprises is letting Seth and Carter get away. I mean, I, that just seemed like such an easy thing to do um, to bring that guy back. And I think you had a really high percentage on him, too, on your I did. the list of free agents. Um, I, it just seemed like a rubber stamp deal to bring that guy back. And to, I mean, it's just everything about the day that the guys that they ha- weren't able to sign, the guys that they weren't able to retain, Lawson and Seaton Carter. It's just it's been whiff after whiff after whiff. And it, it can change. But right now. I get where Bengal fans are teetering on the ledge. Just you know what? Pour a nice if you got a bottle, you've been holding on to you know yeah. for a little bit, like some good stuff you've been saving. This is not a good occasion, but when you just need something to maybe just make you feel a little better, drink it off a little bit. Wake up, and tomorrow the sun will rise. The sun will rise. I'm gonna go back to my calming voice. The sun will rise tomorrow. <laughs> You have that nice bottle of Woodford that you've packed away. You can open that up. Use your nice rocks glass with your single ice cube. Have one too many. Sleep it off. Wake up in the morning. It's a new day. The Bengals will still have money. And theoretically, they'll spend it somewhere in theory. <laughs> and, and that will be something that can make you happy. Man, we'll we'll see what direction they go. I I do believe they will spend. I, I yeah. the idea that they're you know today maybe didn't go their way, but there are pivots. There is flexibility. There's plan A, B, C, D, E, and F, and they have enough damn holes on their roster that somebody's going to fill something. Um, 
but you would like to see some semblance of a direction towards fixing the offensive line in the next 48 hours. 24, maybe. 24 hours, preferably, yes. (laughs) Something needs to happen, something that's not the latest version of Xavier Suofilo, you know, Um, something that's more real, more tangible, something that's better than Bobby Hart, something that's better than Michael Jordan, something that's better than Xavier Suofilo and Alex Redmond. You know, and it's really it's hard when you see a team like the Chargers, you know, in the same situation, young quarterback, damn near the same cap space type thing. See the importance have with a bad line they need to fix. See the importance and they market value. They they top the market with Corey Lindsley at center. You know, they add filer, they're boom, boom, two spots. It's almost such an easy thing to do. You know, target, finish, get it done. And there were many, there's different ways that that could have happened today. Um, And they'll take on a lesser version of that tomorrow. But it's hard not to feel like a few of these whiffs we'll still be talking about in October and in November and whenever they stop playing after that or whenever they're potentially eliminated from the playoffs after that. But hey, it's a long game. Uh, there's a lot more to happen, and there's still potential, certainly, to spend the money in the right way and and take advantage of that second and third wave that we've spent a lot of times talking about. That's where we're at now. Yeah, this is the second wave that they needed to take they take advantage of. This is where their cap space that they have available and the supply demand that is makes it a buyer's market need to come together in a big old way real soon. Um, it's out there for the Bengals to do, and we'll see if they can pull that off. And, of course, we'll be back here documenting it for you the whole way. And maybe tomorrow won't be as sad. I mean, they gave you new uniforms. What do you care who wears them? (laughs) It doesn't matter who wears the uniforms. (laughs) Oh, man. who's who's? Does Joe Burrow have the stiffest drink in Cincinnati tonight? (laughs) Oh, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh it's it's gonna be stiffer than yours and mine that's for sure all right well we'll be back tomorrow hope of a new day hope that things maybe can get better for you Bengals fans so step back from that ledge my friend <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, football that's just football we'll talk to you later have a good one everybody